Hello, and welcome to My Secrets to Stamina. My name is Cindy Novotny, and this is my podcast. I have been talking for a long time about stamina and balance and what does it take. And I've gotten so many people that are writing to us saying, this is great. It's giving me the energy I need. So if you're new to my podcast, welcome to My Secrets to Stamina. If you're not new, today I'm going to go solo because I do get feedback that some people like to hear some of my thoughts about different topics. So I want you to know that the ride's going to be fun. Keep enjoying our podcast. Go back, listen to some of the other unbelievable people that I have interviewed, but welcome to this fabulous journey. So today I talk about how to reinvent yourself. So let's be honest, how to reinvent yourself. I think we all got sick of the word pivot. I definitely got sick of the word pivot, but in every episode, I really found that people always were thinking of new ways to do things. So when I look at speaking about myself and what's important for my perspective, I did reach out to several followers and they said, we'd love to know how do we really reinvent ourselves? You know, there's the great resignation. A lot of people are getting out of the business that they're in. But today I want to talk about how this global pandemic has really created an incredible amount of stress that has left so many people searching for really like, what do you want to do next? So I got a lot to share. So turn up the volume, sit back and enjoy this. I am a very big believer that you need to really reinvent yourself all the time. You know, every year I try to learn things, try to stay relevant, try to develop new long-lasting relationships that will help me grow, help me change, but more importantly, help me be valuable to not just my clients and my family and my friends, but to everyone that is out there. You know, I... I meet the most random people. And when I tell you that I know I've made a difference in their lives, I'm here to tell you I do. You know, recently I was at a hotel and there was a housekeeper, completely professional, great, uh, chatted with me. She looked like she should be in in a business suit. Her hair was in a great bun, very chatty, asking a lot of questions. And I said to her, do you love housekeeping? And she said, well, no, but I think I might be good in other parts of the hotel. And I said, well, have you ever told anybody that? She said, well, no, because I only have housekeeping background. I said, well, let me get your name and let me introduce you to the general manager of this hotel. I thought she was going to start crying. She looked at me and said, well, I've never met him. I said, well, today's your lucky day. You see, reinventing yourself means that you have to constantly be looking for the goodness that's out there. You have to be looking for the fact that you're helping other people along the way. So when life starts to get just a little too sticky, and believe me, if anybody knew sticky lately, I know sticky. I always think that reinventing yourself will help you focus on the good things, you know, and try to do things that help you be positive. That moment with that housekeeper helped me be positive, not just about what I was doing for her, but what I'm doing and where I'm going. So let's think for a moment and jot down, you know, what does this look like for you? If you had the world as your oyster, what does it look like for you? Like, you know, sit back and, and, you know, people talk about manifesting and, and thinking of your intentions, but really what does this look like for you? So I can assure you being in the hospitality industry, 
we've been so busy. And we've been busy, by the way, throughout the entire pandemic. We've been working. Every one of us are doing more with less. But think about our industry. In our industry, we always did more with less. Now we're doing more, more with less, less all the time. And I think that coping has gotten clouded with reinventing because some people have just cashed out. I can't do this anymore. I, I, I work too many hours. I now know that I do love spending time with my family or working out. Well, there's a couple things to consider at this point, and that is changing your outlook of where you are and what you actually bring to the table. I have calls every day with executives, senior leaders, CEOs from all types of, of industries that are blown away with the fact that people are getting out of hospitality. Like, why would somebody want to stop being a restaurant manager and become a painter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because they get off at three o'clock, they start at seven, they wear like, you know, white painter pants and doesn't have to get dressed and put a suit on and they get paid and whatever they work and they drive in and they can chew gum on the job. And I mean, I don't know why, why do you think they don't have to work at night because you can't paint at night. Many times they're off on a weekend because on Sundays in some neighborhoods, they don't let you do any construction or work. I don't know. Maybe because they realized during this COVID that they enjoyed having a little time. So I'm not as much blown away by this great resignation. What I'm blown away about is how many people took their eyes off the ball. You know, in any industry I talk to, we were always consumed with the budgets and the profits and where we're going to go and less consumed with how we are leading people and what we are doing. Now, in many cases in my company as well, there are absolutely changes. We don't have some of the same customers we have. We don't have some of the same roles we had. And you have to consider the fact that change happens everywhere. You know, Every time I turn around, another hotel has been sold and it's going to be flagged by somebody else. And then what's going to happen to all those people? And this happens every day. But it's amazing to me that what really is happening is people are having some fundamental conversations with themselves because you really have to look in the mirror and say, what value do I really bring? And if I'm this valuable in this job, what's transferable for another job? But the caveat to that is what do you actually want to do? What do you want to do? Like I, I always say to my husband, oh, I think it'd be so fun to like have a little bakery and, you know, have little gifts. He said, well, you don't even bake. So you're, you're going to hire a baker and then you're going to have to work all the time and you don't even bake. It's not about trying to find something that you think will bring you peace and calmness. It's about what do you get thrilled doing every single day? Do you get thrilled getting up in the morning to go to work? Do you get thrilled about what's happening? How do you, how do you reinvent so that you are as excited today in your job as you were five years ago, 10 years ago when you started? So there is where I come to happy. If you're not happy going to work every day, then you need to have a good conversation with those around you, your boss, your family, your friends, and find out what is it that you like to do. Some of the people on my team had to totally reinvent themselves on the job because their job changed 
dramatically and they had to be trained to do other things. Now, this is harder than you think, just so you know. You may think you're not skilled for this or you're not as good at that. But when you think about it, are you really good in sales or are you really good in operations? Are you really outgoing and have a lot of zest and and excitement or are you really good at the numbers? Have you ever sold anything in your life? Have you ever tried to allow your business to grow and get that much better? So all you have to do is think about changing your routine, possibly. So when I look at that, I say to myself, okay, I don't actually work out, but I travel with Mary and Mary works out and Carla in my office works out. I have no excuse. There is a fitness center in every hotel I go to, but you know, it's not a priority to me. And I'll tell you why it's not. I actually need my sleep. And I've really prioritized that I need my sleep. So I could work out after work. So we're done at five o'clock. But then mm, that is my time that I kind of rewind and kind of sit down and debrief the day and have a drink and chat. So that tiny little thing in my life is what helps me with my routine. Now, I know that I have to walk and I have to watch what I eat and I can't gain too much weight and I can't drink too much alcohol. I get all that. But what I do know is that every single person needs to change up their routine for their own way. So you have to look at, let's say your commute. If you commute a long way, well, then maybe you need to work out at lunch. Well, what if you work for a company that says, oh, you, you can't do that. You get 30 minutes and you know how are you going to go drive to a, a spa or a gym? I guess notice I said spa for workout. Okay. You're going to drive to the gym. You're going to like work out because everybody that works out works out an hour. I mean, they don't just do a 30 minute like me on a treadmill and go, wow, it's like how I drink my eight glasses of water. I'm pretty much measuring them by the eight ounces. No, they have to be able to say, no, I want to do that. Now, does that mean they're supposed to like take 30 minutes later to leave at the, at the end of the day? No, because that person's going to get that job done. I think in reinventing yourself, you have to have some conversations of, I I don't want to work out in the morning because I leave my house already really early for this commute. I don't really want to work out at night because I like to get home and have a glass of wine and talk to my husband. So if you if you just quit your job over that, that's silly. And if you look at it like, well, I, I, I'm not happy. Well, who have you told? So I'm going to give you a couple other examples here. I also think that many people try to get a hobby they love, and then try to make money doing it. And unfortunately, that doesn't work either. Like I mentioned the bakery, I could mention a store. I think it'd be great to have a store. Now, my daughter, my daughter is the craftiest, most artistic person I know. I could open a store with her and I could run the business side of it. And she could actually do the buying and she could create her own look and her own designs. And it would probably be a killer moment. But I have to say, what do I love best? I love traveling. What do I love best? I like being in a different city all the time. What do I like best? I love eating in a different restaurant all the time. But not everybody likes that. So as you reinvent, you have to really get out of your comfort zone to say, are you okay if you just stayed in one place, Cindy? And if you say yes, but you've really never practiced it, then you need to try that. Because even during COVID, I didn't stay put. 
I was traveling. I was gone all the time. Not as much as before COVID, but all the time. So I said, being a little uncomfortable is okay. There's a lot of people saying that, you know, well, I just, I, I don't want to, I want to stay in my lane. I, I, I don't want to be uncomfortable. Well, I'm a firm believer that every day a little stomach ache doesn't hurt, right? Pushing it right to the edge, giving yourself that, that feeling of, can I do this? Am I going to be good doing this? It's okay because that's really what you have to do in order to reinvent. Why would you give up a decent job to go work and do something that you're not sure of? Scary. For sure, it's scary. You see, maybe you need to walk in their shoes. I've offered this to many people. Oh, I'd love to travel. I'd love to be on the road with you. I go, okay, why don't you take a two-week vacation and you travel with me for two weeks and you do every single thing I'm doing and you get the lack of little sleep and have airport issues and then see how you can do it. I've had people that after two weeks say, yeah, you know, I think what I'm going to do is just wait a bit on that. See, everything looks really great on the other side of the fence, but you still have to mow the lawn. And you, to reinvent, have to reinvent in a positive upward motion, not going backwards. So here are some actual tips to take away. First, I want you to step back and identify what is really important to you. Is it money? Is it being happy being at home? Is it spending more time with family or friends? Is it being able to cook dinner every night? Is it being able to uh, live in a bigger house or in a smaller house? What is it? I can't answer that for you. No one can answer that for you. But it's a give and take. This is another big problem. Too many people want to reinvent, but they don't sit down and talk to whoever they live with about reinventing. So I decide I want to reinvent and I'm going to quit my job. And that way we won't have, I'm going to get a smaller house, but I'm not going to spend as much money. And then seven months later, they're like, "Mm, just kidding. I, I don't actually enjoy that. And now I got to go back and get another job. And oh, by the way, uh, now I don't actually like where I'm living because now I'm going to have to commute twice as far. You didn't give it thought. You didn't give it thought. You have to write this all down and you have to make sure that someone in your life is telling you the truth. Spouse, partner, friend, sister, brother, somebody, but not people that blow smoke up your skirt. I'm so sick of those people like, oh yeah, that'd be so great. You'd be great. I believe some of those people hope you fail. And I'm not kidding. Like when I come up with a silly idea and someone says to me, oh yeah, you'd be so good at that. I literally want to look at them and go, I just made that up to see what kind of friend you are because that's such BS. I would never be good at that, but you're just telling me I'd be good at that because let me go out and be miserable. Do you have friends like that? That really are only around you when you're miserable because they're so excited that, wow, finally you're miserable. No, no, you don't want that person giving you the truth. You want the real truth coming from somebody who really cares about you. Now, as you talk to your family and friends about your goals and how you can think about different careers or different ways to make money that maybe you've never thought of before, consider everyone around you and how you're going to grow and really scale that business. You know, I had a gal that uh, worked for me for many years and she did a great job training. Uh, She went to hotel school, you know, absolutely loved food and beverage and actually was an incredible cook. Okay. She created after she left us her own catering company in Southern California. 
She is doing gangbusters. And by the way, she's doing gangbusters through COVID because of all the to-go meals, the family meals. She was doing gangbusters before, quadruple it during it, and it even took off even farther. Now, I told you she knew how to cook. She went to hotel school. So, so do a lot of people. They take culinary, they learn, but they don't really know how to cook. But building that catering business meant marketing, meant social media, meant hiring people around her. And you have to consider all that before you say, oh, I'm just going to go do something different because I'll be able to have fun because I love to bake or I love to cook and I'll be able to make money. Not so easy. So write down, what are all the things that you have to do to have a catering business? You have to have a building. You have to have a catering kitchen. You have to have people to do the running. You have to make sure you're up at five in the morning to go to market to get the best fish and the best produce. This is not easy. It's not easy. That's when I laugh out loud when people say, oh, you know what? I'm going to quit my job because I'm going to start my own business because I really want to make more money and work less. Um, Okay. I've never met one person one person in my whole life that started their own business, made more money and worked less. They've made less money and they work more. So you have to think about that. The other thing is the last two years have given us a time to temporarily look at our situation. But there was this false sense of calmness. I loved being with my family. I loved walking the dog every day. I loved that I was able to, you know, cook my dinner and not put it in a slow cooker. And then that got old. And then all of a sudden the money ran out. And then all of a sudden, now I have to work in a job that I'm not that excited about. I still get home and I'm able to cook my dinner, but I don't really like what I'm doing. See, it was a temporary forced on us moment in time that made us want to reinvent ourselves for all the wrong reasons, all the wrong reasons. You reinvent to become better. You can reinvent in your own job. As I mentioned, several people on my team are now doing jobs completely out of their comfort zone from social media to all of our podcasts to being in sales, things that they never did before because they had to reinvent themselves. You can reinvent yourself in your current job if if you have some good conversations with everyone around you. You know, again, I sometimes think to myself, because I go through the same thing. Oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I just flew 10 hours. I mean, yesterday I was literally up 19 hours. From the time I got up, from five o'clock, you know, calls and webinars, calls all morning till then I had to get in a shuttle, go two hours to an airport, wait another hour to get on a delayed flight, land in another snowy city for another hour, not getting home until almost, you know, midnight that night, very little good food along the way and wearing a mask the entire time. Those are some of the nights I get home and I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I should just, um, I don't know, I could maybe work at the country club. I belong, right? In fact, I 
thought I might reach out to United Airlines. I mean, I think this is a good idea and suggest that I work the flight. I think I'd be happier if I just had a beverage card. I should say I could be a volunteer flight attendant and give some of these people some time off. And I could say, I'll go ahead and do the beverage run. You go ahead and sit down. I'd even collect the trash. I have no problem with that. That's probably what I need to do to reinvent instead of just quitting my travel job. Isn't that right? So sometimes you have to look at things a little differently and realize that I don't really want to give it away, but maybe there's things I can do a little differently along the road. So now when you think about it, doing something different is fun, but sometimes you just need a a two-week vacation away from your work. Because I know people that give up their whole career and say, I'm going to sail around the world. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to sell everything. I'm going to get a boat and I'm going to sail around the world. I'm reinventing myself. And COVID taught me that. And I love it. We love sailing anyways. Well, they love sailing from Newport Beach to Catalina. They didn't love sailing around the world. Well, you run into areas where there might be, you know, some pirates that, you know, rob you. They're still out there, by the way. And I'm not even kidding. And, you know, drug runners and all the stuff going on in the middle of the ocean where, by the way, there's there's no police force to call. Okay, 911 isn't really working. And then you run into the worst hurricane of your life. And now your boat gets wrecked. You end up on some bloody deserted island and now you don't have a boat, a house or any money. And it's like, wow, you should have taken a month off. Right. So when you think about it, reinventing doesn't mean throwing it all away. It means stepping back and saying, you know what? We need to take a vacation, a real vacation. And what does that look like? What does that look like? Something maybe we've never done before that could be reinventing. I mean, Camping, I'm not a big fan of it. But, you know, if somebody said like, wow, let's just get a tent. Okay, I don't like bears and animals and snakes, but I mean, I'll try it. But that might prove to me that I like flying. That might be all it takes after two weeks in an RV or two weeks in a tent to go, no, I I like my job. I'm sticking with it. So the other thing is that you have to stay flexible. My biggest tip here is One of the things COVID taught us is you have to stay flexible. You cannot possibly be stuck in your way. You cannot possibly think that Monday every week is going to be the same. Not happening. Not happening. Because for me, one day I need a booster to go to this country. Then the next day I don't need a booster to go to a country. Then one day I need to be tested. Then the next day I don't have to be tested. Not one Monday in my life has looked like the same Monday since March of 2020. And I believe it's not going to ever be the same. I will not say this is the new normal. I say this is my reinvention. This is where I know nothing that really gets planned is exactly going to happen the way we thought it might happen. You know, so many people talk about being flexible and they're just, they're just like crazy. They're not flexible. They're so bloody stuck in what they have to do. No, today's Tuesday. This is the day I do the laundry. I'm like, why does it have to be on Tuesday? Well, because Tuesday is my laundry day. I'm like, okay, you can't do it on Wednesday. I mean, maybe you buy more underwear so that you have enough to last till Wednesday. Why do you have to do it on Tuesday? But it's because that's in their mind. Now you might be listening to me going, well, you're crazy because I like it. And I like to have structure. Fair enough. But I'm talking about flexibility because what if all of a sudden your job that you love needs you to do something on a Tuesday where the laundry won't be allowed to be done because you've got to be focused on something else. Is that going to spin your whole life out of control? Are you going to be like, oh my gosh, now what do I do? No, 
you're just flexible. The other thing is flexibility in hours. I talked about it with my team and working out and some of those things. I think that now it's not about, you know, I'd love to say, oh, let's have a four-day work week. The problem is we'd be so busy that we would have no life. There would be no taking off because you can't do that when you're in a fluid business where things are happening. We have trainers on the road all over the place that are dealing with being stuck, having to take an Uber from you know Madison, Wisconsin to Chicago because all flights are canceled, but I still have to get to my gig. So the flexibility is getting out of your comfort zone enough to push you through these difficult times, to be able to say, just stop, this is not the big a deal because I know big deals. And I've dealt with so many big deals and so many times in my life where I am crying myself to sleep and so much that goes on. I know big deals and I have to push through them because I still have to walk on stage and I still have to be positive. So my final thoughts, you really have to have real conversations. I have always talked about Susan Scott's book, Fierce Conversations and Crucial Conversations. I highly suggest you get the books. They really allow you to be able to sit down and have that difficult conversation with someone in your life. So for instance, there are things that my husband does and that I do, and we contribute to the family home together. We can't do it alone. He's got to do this bit. I got to do this bit. We contribute to the family home together. So alone, we're doing our own bit. If the contribution isn't equal in your family, then you have to have a real conversation. Kids, partners, spouses, family, you have to have a conversation. Like I can't come home from work and clean all this up every day, or I can't make dinner every night. Like that exhausted me the one month I was home in April. I was like, I used to have to follow the ladies around the grocery store, see what they were buying. And then I'd buy it. Then I'd have to ask them, how do you make it? I was over the top. Then the, when I did open the recipe books and try to make it, it called for more spices than I've ever had in my, in my pantry in my life. And then you spend more money because you run out to get the spice. And it's like, why bother? I'd rather just throw a steak on the grill. And now they're so expensive, a chicken breast will do. So you have to be flexible. But accepting the truth is the biggest problem in reinventing yourself. You have to accept the truth. If I didn't accept the truth, I'd just be singing in a bar. Oh yeah, now I can't read music and I sing off tune half the time, but I actually can work a room really well. I mean, I'm a good tambourine girl, but I'm never gonna make any money singing in a band, but that's all I ever wanted to do. The good news is I had people around me that said, you know, you're fun, Cindy and all, but mm, you really, uh, you can't really sing that well. Now, I thought I could sing pretty good because in the shower, I sounded really well, but I, I can't. So the truth, the truth, what are you really good at? What can you excel at? Where do you bring the most value? It, what is the most important? Remember, it's not always money. And I know that money, it's not always about money. So it's not always about money. Then don't complain when you can't buy something you want to buy. You said it wasn't about money. So be happy it's not about money and enjoy what you set yourself up for. Don't blame the spouse or the partner that you live with. I can't believe we can't get that. Well, you said you didn't care about money. Well, yeah, but that was like last year. Well, then we have to change what we're doing. You know, I think it's sometimes hard to hear from people around you, what you're good at and what you're not good at. It's hard to hear. I get feedback all the time from my own team. I get feedback 
from coaches that I hire to help me with speaking. There are times that I think I could make a lot of money in this. And then my team will set me down and they'll do the numbers and they'll say, no, that really won't work. You see, you can't have your cake and eat it all. Everybody thinks you can, but you can't. You have to pay the price. And to reinvent yourself, you have to know what that price looks like. So go back to your circle of influence, family and friends and coworkers and colleagues and your boss, and really talk about how to reset, how to reinvent. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to start a new job. You don't have to start trying to make crafts when you can't even, you know, make a Christmas ornament. All right. You don't have to do that. What you have to do is figure out what is important to me. Is it family, friends, money, spiritual health, wellness, working out, exercise? What is it? What is it? And where are you spending the time? So if you put down that health and wellness is the most important thing to you, then you better change your diet. You better start working out. You better cut back on the alcohol. You better stop doing whatever isn't healthy and reinvent. But if family and friends are more important to you, then you better carve out time to call them or invite them over. I'm trying to make a point. I reached out today to call one of my friend's daughters who's celebrating her 40th you know, birthday. And it was the biggest present, just calling and not just sending it. Yes, I put it on Facebook too, but I reached out and I said, hey, happy birthday. I've known her since she was a baby. Like that is to me very important. Can I fly and, and you know, make her a cake? No. I mean, there's things you do that in very little ways help you reinvent yourself. But if one of these areas of your life is being missed, don't throw everything else out just for the one bit that's being missed. Just figure out how to spend more time in that area that's been neglected. Again, to reinvent means you step back and say, I don't have to pivot. I have to look at where I am, where I'm going, and seriously understand what is important. So I say good luck to all of you. Go out, make some changes. You've got this. And as you all know, I am always here, always, to help everyone, and I do, make the changes necessary to have the success they need to live a full and fabulous life. So have a great week, and I will see you next time as I sit down with my good friend. Jordan Kahn. Now, this is really special because I have just said to him, he is an extraordinary entertainer, singer, adorable. And I've always said, remember, I wanted to be a singer. I said, can I just have one night only? He said, we're going to make that happen. So I can't wait for that one night only. And for sure, we will video that and I'll hit the stage. And when I've got enough orchestra behind me, enough people like Jordan singing next to me, I'll sound like the next superstar. So I'll see you then, everybody, and have a great, great beginning of this year.